Matt? Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, well, Matt, first, thanks for, for joining me and, uh, and helping me out with this interview today. No problem. A writer for uh, Dream Backfield. Yep, that's How correct. Yep. Yep. How long have you been writing for them? I uh, started last fall with them. Okay. What about you started writing about pit athletics? Yeah. Yeah, started at football and then just sort of expanded into all pit athletics. Cool. So you, I guess you're from Pitt and a Pitt fan? Yeah, I graduated from Pitt in 2012. Okay. Awesome. Well, I guess the first question is, uh, I was reading through Pat Narduzzi's press conference today, and he had a lot of really great things to say about Oklahoma State's offense. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm OSU fans know a lot about our offense. Uh, I'd love to know a bit about yours, especially since I believe the starting quarterback and, of course, running back from last year are gone. So tell me about uh, Pitt's likely starting quarterback for this week. All right, it looks like they're going to stick with Matt Brown from what he said after the Penn State game. And today, uh, there's a little bit fans and media members are trying to start up a little TV controversy saying that Ben DiNucci should get a look. And Narduzzi said they would love to get DiNucci some snaps here and there, but that's easier said than done. DiNucci's the more mobile quarterback. But Brown, you're obviously going to go with experience right now. He's sort of a pocket passer only. Not very mobile like Peterman was last year from the first two weeks we've seen from him. Uh, running backs. Quadri Olison has done a great job replacing. You're not going to replace James Conner, but the productivity is still there from our running game. Uh, and you got Shantez Moss from last year and Darren Hall two good speed bats, and they do show some power every now and then. But the running back, most pitch fans want to see in the years to come, games to come, is A.J. Davis. Scored a touchdown against Penn State. Didn't see much of him last week against Penn State because they were behind for most of the game. Uh, it's not the same offense as last year, but the offense can still put up some points this year as well. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen the offensive line has had some, some trouble keeping uh, the quarterbacks uh, upright. Is that is that something you guys think will continue to be an issue this weekend? Fans hope not, but as you've probably heard in Narduzzi's press conference today, he said he is a little concerned about it, too many sacks in the first two weeks of the season, and they didn't. Week one against Youngstown State, they didn't do a good job of controlling the line of scrimmage. As that obvious in the second half when Youngstown State came back and tied it up and forced overtime. They did a better job last week against Penn State. First half, they controlled the line of scrimmage. They controlled the time of possession. They controlled rushing yards. It doesn't look like it's going to be a problem, but the concern is there with uh, freshman Jimmy Morrissey, who's won the job at the end of training camp, and he's done a great job as a freshman center. Getting Bookser back last week should help the offensive line. I uh, got Jones Smith, too, and Brian O'Neill, which everyone knows is the Pisman winner last year. I, there are no very little concerns with the offensive line. 
after the first two weeks. Um, turning to the defensive side of the ball, who is the player OSU should be most concerned about? I wish I could say Jordan Whitehead, but he was serving his third uh, week of his three-week suspension on Saturday. So probably the most con- what OSU fans should be concerned is Devontae Maddox. He is the number one defensive back, cornerback. Um, Serve him and the kids. So you got Dane Jackson who's stepped up on the other side, but Avante Matt is definitely, he can be a playmaker in the secondary. And he will need to be if Pitt's defense wants to have any shot against an Oklahoma State offense that we all know loves to, loves to pass the ball. And so, uh, again, I was talk, I was looking at Narduzzi's press conference, and one of the things they talked about is that uh, Pitt did a pretty good job this weekend of not giving up a lot of big plays against Penn State. Um, there was one one reception for 46 yards and one run by uh, McSorley for 36. But outside of that, um, there wasn't a lot of it. Wasn't any of the big plays you've seen OSU get this season, or even that OSU um, did against Pitt last year. A couple of huge 70-yard-plus like, passing plays. Um, do you think Pitt can do a better job this year than last of controlling or stopping the big plays, or is that still something you guys are concerned about? Uh, after the Youngstown State game, I was a little concerned about it, but after what I saw last week, uh, they kept Penn State's offense in check. Yeah, Barkley's had a good day, but Barkley I would put as number one player right now for the Heisman Trophy at the end of the year. But when Pitt's offense or Pitt's defense, I mean, got to start Penn State in their side of the field. They were they were pretty good at stopping it. But when after a Pitt turnover, that's when you saw Penn State sort of quick strike quick strike offense. Um, but yeah, Narduzzi said his press okay that this game is a redemption game for the secondary after last year. And yeah, there was there was some, there were some big plays they gave up last year. So. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah, both teams made big plays last year, but this year I think it's going to be, need to be a lower-scoring game this year if Pitt wants to have a shot to win this one. I don't see a shootout going Pitt's way even at Heinz Field. Okay. So uh, Pitt's done a pretty good job of running the ball so far for the offense. Uh, you were talking about uh, Cadre, uh, is it Olison? Olison, yeah. Okay. So is he the lead tailback for Pitt? This year, yeah. He uh, he was the ACB freshman of the year on offense when James Conner went out with the knee injury and the cancer diagnosis. So Pitt fans knew what to expect from him, and he, he he's, the, he's the workhorse in that backfield. Uh, well, I've never been to I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've never been to the Heinz Field Stadium. So, like, what can OSU fans expect atmosphere-wise uh, if they're heading to the game on Saturday? They expect a pretty good atmosphere. I would. It's probably gonna be a little more packed since OSU is in the top ten and Pitt fans. Pittsburgh is an event town. If this was a the Youngstown State game, it was a good atmosphere. 
but the casual fan probably didn't show up to that one. But this one, the casual fan will show up to. The student session this year, is, it's gotten better each year since I was in school. And it's getting up there to Oakland Zoo level where it's, it's one of the top student sessions in the ACC. Uh, it's going to be loud. It's a, it's a respectful loudness. You, you won't, you Oklahoma State fans won't have problems if they come to this game. Yeah, there's going to be that ribbing back and forth, but it's a respectful crowd. But it's a great, it's a great atmosphere for games like this on Saturday. That's good. I was say after, after a week after going to South Alabama and seeing a half empty stadium, it'll be nice yeah. to go. You know, even if it is a, a crowd that doesn't like you, it's still sometimes nice to have a crowd that's involved and loud as opposed to one that doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the crowd since Narduzzi's guy here, the atmosphere at Heinz Field has gotten better. You still have the people that call for it on campus stadium, but it may happen one day but there's no signs of it happening anytime soon. So I mean I, I would um, obviously Heinz Field NFL Stadium, it's a it's a big stadium. How close yeah. to capacity do you guys actually get? Uh, probably averages around fifty, fifty-five thousand tickets sold. If it's a if it's a bad game or they're coming off like a losing streak, then maybe a little less than that. But usually on average, fifty, fifty-five thousand. Penn State last year, having it being Penn State held, but it was the largest crowd ever in Pittsburgh sports history, professional or college. So Pitt can pack it in if it's a big game, but on average, yeah, fifty, fifty-five thousand is what I would say. Uh, so, if a fans, uh, if OSU fans are coming to town, um, what's a good place to go get a bite or grab a drink or just kind of hang out before or after the game? Uh, right there in the North Shore, right in between PNC Park and Heinz Field, there's a bunch of restaurants. You got Southern Tier Brewing, which just opened up last year. It's a great place to go. I'm not sure if their outdoor uh, courtyard's open yet. It should be because that'd be a great place to go. We got uh, Tequila Cowboy. If you're a country music fan, uh, you can go there. <laughs> you can go there. They have all the games on the TVs. They, if you want to watch a certain game before after the Pitt OSU game, if you want to go over there and watch a college football game, they will most likely put it on for you. Uh, you got the Tilted Kill, and uh, you got Venice's Grill 36, which is a restaurant that's owned by but it was running back to Okay, that's cool. Okay, so if Pitt's going to win this game, um, what what is there? What, if, what have they done successfully to be able to beat OSU? If Pitt's going to win this game, Max Brown is going to do what he did last week against Penn State. He's going to put it in there, but the receivers are going to hopefully catch the ball when he puts it in there for him. And uh, Claudio Olson and Darren Hall, I say, have, have two big games on the ground. And then on the defensive side, putting pressure on Mason Rudolph and keeping him under, on the ground. And the secondary, just keeping James Washington in check, trying to make the uh, two and three wide receivers beat them instead of last year where he was able to find Washington all day long. I don't know. As good as our two and three are at this point, not to brag, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not too bad, but you, you want, you want, you want to make this like last year. James Washington just—I just remember him having a great day against that Pitt defense. So if they can force him to look down, down the depth chart a little bit, 
then I could see Pitt keeping it close and coming out on top if that's what they need to do. Just the secondary just needs to play a lot better than they did last year. Uh, you got a game prediction? If it's high scoring, I'm, I would give the edge to LSU. I would say LSU like 45-38. If Pitt can keep it lower than that, I would say Pitt 31, LSU 27. 45-38. That was the score last year. That was the score last year. If it's a high scoring game, I, I would have to give it to Oklahoma State. But if Pitt can keep it sort of they have defensive stops and can keep up with the OSU offense, and I would say like 31-27 probably for Pitt is probably where they want to keep it around. Okay. Okay. Well, Matt, uh, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you talking yeah, to me today. No, no problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, enjoy the game Saturday. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be down there. <laughs> I'll be down. Thanks I'll be down there you. right next to the student session. Yep, no problem. Perfect. Right. Yep. Uh, this will go up probably I think Tuesday or Wednesday. So okay, cool. uh, I'll make sure and, and tag you when uh, when it goes up. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. Hopefully Saturday's fine. <laughs> <laughs>